0: So if you're if you're joining us, uh, or you've you've been with us, we have been taking a look from back in June, and we're going to be going uh, to the end of actually the first week of September. I think we're going to be going through and looking at uh, continue to looking at Galatians. So the series is called. Uh, religion ruins everything and just kind of looking at what what can go wrong when we try to bring more to the gospel when we try to add more to the uh, what 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 jesus has already taught and so what i thought would be a good idea because it's been we've been this is now i think the sixth sermon into it just take a quick review so let's just take a quick look back at kind of some of the outlines of some of the the if you were there in june Pastor Brandon showed us and kind of outlined what the book looks like and what the themes are and all that kind of stuff and I want to get a chance to kind of revisit. So, if you're new, you get a chance if you're newer, you can get a chance to see it. If you've been with us, it's a good reminder, but it kind of helps bring a little bit more focus to kind of what Galatians uh, teaching what it has to offer. So, let's take a quick review first uh, outline-wise. First two chapters of Galatians, 1 and 2, really cover kind of the truth of the gospel. Paul emphasizes the the gospel that he came and taught, and, and really looking at truth versus heresy. There's a lot of false teachers who have come in who have said, "Okay, the gospel is good, but you need to add these other things to it in order to make it the real gospel." And those things that they're adding in were not compatible with what Jesus taught. So Paul spends the first couple of books really hitting home the the idea of that truth. And if we jump to chapters three and four, which today we're going to begin chapter three, we get more into the kind of the implications of the gospel. So, okay, what does it mean? What does, this, what does the gospel meaning the good news of Jesus, right? So what does it mean that we now have this, uh, we're saved through faith alone, through grace, not through works? What does that look like? So we're looking at all the implications and the meanings, both what we need to leave behind versus what we need to embrace. And so we'll look at that, verses three and four. And then finally, chapters five and six are kind of the more, I guess, I don't want to say well-known, but they are kind of more well-known Chapters where they talk a lot about living in the Spirit and our life in the gospel. So, what does it look like to live out the good news of Jesus and really be Spirit filled? And so, we have these three kind of categories. But if you were to look at them kind of elementally, I guess you'd say um, more themes. You got verses one and two deal with kind of the uh, okay, uh, the gospel. What does it mean? Second, three chapters three and four mean you know the gospel. Okay, what does it do? And then the the third is five and six are how do I live? And so you kind of break it down that way as well. So we've got this nice kind of tidy outline that we're looking at here. And, and so we get to this center chapter, chapter three. And it's, it's interesting when you start digging into these things, just how pivotal some passages can be that you weren't necessarily aware of. But we're going to, it's going to feel like we're going to fly through chapter three because we've just spent a couple weeks on it. But there's so much here that we're really going to only be able to take a 30,000-foot view for the most part. We'll dig in a couple times. But, but here's I'm going to give you the theme of, of chapter 3 because it really is we need to understand this in order to go move forward and, and understand the rest of it. So what we have here is we're, we're, we're dealing with covenants, okay, covenants from the Old Testament. We got, uh, Paul is fighting against different beliefs on those covenants. So on the one hand, we have the, what we call the theological, world they call the, I say we, like I'm a theologian, I'm a nobody. But what theologians call uh, the Abrahamic covenant uh, is, is the idea of the God's covenant to Abraham. And and he tells Abraham, hey, by, by grace alone, God blesses his people. And then he also promised Abraham that, that through faith alone, God's people receive his blessing. Those are, those are what God communicates, goes into that covenant relationship, that that kind of the, the relationship and, and the, the law together. He talks to Abraham about that. Then we have the Mosaic covenant given to Moses. And we have the the what we learn from the Mosaic covenant is that is A, that we all disobey the law of God, because if you've looked in The uh, the law, you know, Leviticus, there's a lot of rules in there, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to follow, real hard to do. Um, Some would say impossible to do. Uh, Also, we we all deserve the wrath of God because we can't, follow the law in its entirety. It can't be done. So we, we have that that's where they got the, the sacrifices where there's the forgiveness and the old thing. So we have we have these two covenants that, that are, are being looked at, right? The the grace with Abraham, Abrahamic covenant, and then the rules and the law that, that that are broken in the Mosaic covenant. Then we have Jesus and the covenant through Christ. And Jesus he fulfills the law of Moses. He is that sacrifice, that final one that's needed. And then we have Jesus completes the promises with Abraham. So we have this full circle of covenants that Paul is addressing. And I bring this up at the beginning not, to, not as a wonderful attention getter because it's not an attention getter necessarily, uh, but rather to let you know here's, here's, here's what he's operating within. So he's, he's with people who have, who have accepted Jesus He's preached to the the church in in Galatia, not just one church, but a whole region. He's preached to them, said, hey, Jesus is the Messiah, which is the chosen one. He fulfilled these promises, and they're like, that is great, that makes sense, we believe. But they started adding on this more stuff and going back to the Mosaic law and and going back to like, well, we can just add in these few things because there's been some false teaching that's going around, Well, they keep adding to it. And so Paul is fighting against them, and you'll see in the passage today, he invokes much of Abraham's story, and the themes from that to start this rebuttal. So, so that kind of gives us this little framework to, to operate in, and, and it, it may have seemed tedious to, to kind of dig into, but we have to really get that, that foundation in order to understand what we're, what, why he's saying things the way he is, and what exactly he's addressing with the listeners. So... With that said, let's take a step back. This, this is, this is a, a fun beginning to this passage. And what, what comes to mind is is the idea of kind of deception. I, I, this week, we, we made, um, with, with the kids, because we, we love to feed our kids nutritional things, we fed them. Um, I don't know if you knew what it was. Kraft macaroni and cheese, right? Kids all love it. Well, they made it better. I don't know if you knew that they could do that, but they made it. It's called Mac and Cheetos. So, so what they did is they took... <laughs> they took the the you know the deliciousness of regular crafts and cheese and they took cheetos and put that nutritiousness inside so you got like the hot ones you got the the jalapeno cheddar ones you got the regular ones so my my six-year-old just they, they saw it I mean of course I bought it because I realized you know, realize it's a thing like this is a thing like how have I lived without this and so we made it we we made it and it tastes like you know like it sounds, but on the back of the box there was this there was this uh, ad for free free swag, which is what the kids call just you know clothing or merchandise or free things. Free swag is like it's a free sweatshirt from Cheetos it, you know that you got, and somebody daughter reads this because you're a pretty good reader, and she just looks back and says, "What free swag I can get a, I can get a cheetah uh, a cheetah hoodie." Is what it was, and so she was so excited, like, oh, let's get free swag, and started to made, made a song about it, and started going, like, like you know, I'm like, no, no, you, you. you. It's not free. It's kind of a little, you know, deceptive. You got to buy like a thousand proofs of purchase and then send it in, and then you get your own crummy Cheetah sweatshirt. And like, I had to go through the whole like, you know, no, actually, people, and they say free on this, it doesn't actually mean that, you know. And so it was like one of these, you know, funny moments where you got to, you know, let, it, let them down easy because because they're so easily deceived, right? And then I started thinking back to to when I did that. I don't know if, and I don't know if you guys have remembered this thing called uh, the Columbia House Music. You guys remember this? somebody goes like, ah. Oh. Okay, so here's what it is. It's this company that like sends you some mail that has a, a sheets of stickers of all these great albums. Like it was CDs, and I think when I started getting it, you might have been able to still get uh, vinyl. I'm not totally sure, but like you'd get CDs and it'd say 12 CDs for a penny. I'm like, awesome, that's such a good deal. Like, <laughs> these guys are fools. How do they even exist? Like, I, okay, so I... I Put my stickers you know stickers on there and i I don't, I don't know what it was it was like you know don't hurt em, hammer that m c hammer like that was on there, like I think I had like vanilla ice was on there, man, I put all the good ones on there and I, and i and I you know mail it back and then then you know wait a long time and i get i get a i get the the cs back and it comes with a bill, and I was like, well, I already gave you the penny, and what's what what did I get charged for like I thought i put did you put the penny in mom? Cause, uh uh but they Charge you like six dollars a CD, like they all come, you know, for shipping and handling, because you know the handling part's really expensive because they got to, you know, handle the CD. I guess I don't know what you're paying for over that, but um, but then all of a sudden turns out, and, and on top of that, not only is like six seven bucks per CD, but then I'm obligated to buy like you know I don't know thirty or forty within the next two weeks, or else I have to pay. I don't know what it was, but it's something like now I'm on the hook to do more, and I'm sitting like, what on earth just happened? I, and, and, like, like I even called, because, like, you know, to back some... I didn't have that money. I didn't have a job. I was, like, what, fifth grade, sixth grade? I didn't have any money. I, I gave them my money. That was the penny, you know? That was, like, it. But, but I remember just being, like, that was, like, my first, like, aha moment of, like, oh, like they're really deceptive and they like really got me and I thought this one thing but I was wrong and like you know I had, I had this one like oh I did the exact same thing how my daughter did only she was smart enough not to like send stuff in and you know do that but I uh, but I I, I've brought that came to mind because of how like easily I was like kind of deceived and you know I mean it's in writing right but I can't I didn't I just saw free you know 12 for a penny I was amazing and so you know but but the the idea that we could so easily be You know, sucked in by gimmicks or by things like that. We don't want to bother to read the fine print. We don't want to bother to do the research. We're just like, this is such an amazing deal. I mean, let's just let's go for it. And then all of a sudden, it comes with a lot more consequences than than we initially. Uh, thought it, it, and what's funny is, is is Paul then kind of goes in right off the bat in this chapter three with the same kind of calling people out for this thing. He's calling people out for being deceived. And Paul, in the in the most loving way, we get loving Paul right here. He just starts out real strong, real real loving in verse three in chapter three. He says, "Hey, you foolish Galatians." Uh, you know the Greek is like is kind of errs on the more of like uh, some version like stupid like but it's a weird like connotation like a loving almost like a loving like like why are you guys so foolish why are you like how could you possibly have done this and he doesn't even say brothers and sisters in the region of Galatia it's like you foolish Galatians who who has bewitched you that the term bewitched is like an illusionist, uh, like, like a magician, like who's cast a spell on you. He's being real like harsh right now. Like, guys, what on earth? That, really? Like, did you get like this magic? You got, you got sucked him as magic? He just, he just, he's really not gonna pull any punches here. He's like, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was, bef- it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Again with the foolish. Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law, or by hearing faith, just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Paul is just going straight; it going straight to the core right here. He's like, "What just happened?" Like, Paul's, like, I was just there. We just preached the gospel because Paul had visited this place. Had 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 preached jesus he is the messiah he's come to save you and 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 the reason the church saw like people believing they saw they they saw miracles they saw like life all these things have happened paul goes away for a little bit comes back and he's like what just happened weren't we just here didn't we just cover all this stuff you guys believed and he starts with all these questions he's like hey I, i i got i got one question to ask I got one question to ask he's like you know did you receive the spirit by works or by the law did you did you hear hear or was it through faith that 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 you believed because paul what what had happened just just so we we're, were, were clear on this is they put their faith in jesus but the the this the, this region they accepted that gospel the good news that is is you're saved through faith alone jesus only and then some other people came and started saying, well, you know, what if we added in some of these other old Jewish traditions? You know, they added in circumcision. They added in like all these, like a few other things to where, you know, things that you can identify as I'm super spiritual because, because I do this or I do that. So we can have these markers. And so they started kind of, well, okay, they can't be all bad, right? Because it, so they started adding these like kind of one by one, these things in. So so, Paul comes in, and and I don't know if they realized at the time, like, yeah, maybe this was a bad idea, or you know, maybe it's wrong time. Ha- I don't think they did because Paul comes in pretty hot, and it's like, what are you? What what is happening here? I thought we just covered this. Why are you adding? And and he, and he first thing he does goes back to, hey, what? Didn't you already believe this? Now tell me, were you saved because you followed the law, or because you recognized that Jesus? Was the fulfillment of that, and, and and you accepted that? Like like like, which one was it? I mean, obviously, you know he had, he, he they, know, they they know the answer and he does. And then he he even says it again. He asks like about five questions in this in the first six verses. He, he he's like he's like you gained nothing from following the law, like Galatians. You, you you didn't that was leading you nowhere. It was Jesus where you saw progress, because they were he he just got done. He just got done. If we look back, Pastor Justin did a great job unpacking verse 2, and there's, or chapter 2. At the end of it, there's a kind of this transitionary um, phrase in, in uh, chapter 2, verse 21, that says this, where Paul says, I don't nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Some of your versions may say um, that you know, if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So in other words, Paul is just saying, in that verse 21, he's saying, um, um, it, these things can't, can't coexist because, because if, 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 uh, if you could gain your righteousness through the law, so if you could do so many good things, if you could be such a good person that you could, you could get to heaven, you could earn God's favor, if you could be that good, why do you need Jesus? He died for nothing if you were able to be that good. He's, point, he's pointing it out clearly, like, like then he died for nothing. If you're so good... Then Christ after nothing. And spoiler alert, they weren't that good. I'm not that good. You're not that good. We can't live by, this, by the law. That's the point of the Mosaic law. We can't fulfill it. We need something else. That was the point. So Paul is, 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 saying, is saying, no, no, it was through faith, through faith that got you where you are. And, and so they, they grabbed onto that, this, the Galatians, they, they grabbed onto this, to this, this works, this law. They, they pulled back they'd they'd forgotten what they initially believed notice in verse 6 here that Paul says that, that just as Abraham when he begins quote the Old Testament just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness notice it does not say he believed in God he did not believe in God he believed God there's a big difference there one word in the English language you know in changes everything you see, I can, I can believe a lot of things. I can believe that, that eating mac and Cheetos will kill me eventually, but it's better if I just don't do it at all. But, uh, you know, I can believe in it, but if I can believe it and then you don't do it. See, the, the, when Abraham believed God, that means, that means he's in. That means he's he's and, he, and Abraham was, was acting on it. God tells him, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be the father of many nations. Like through you, people are gonna experience my blessing. And, he, and Abraham's like, well, okay, my, my wife, she's a little older and she can't have kids, but hey, if you say so, okay. And, and then, and, and then he, he, he keeps taking steps forward and God fulfills his promise through that. He was credited as being faithful because he believed God, not that he believed there was a God. We can believe there is a God but unless I believe God, there's a very distinct uh, difference there. And so, and so Paul strategically and he, and he uh, uh, purposefully uses that, that Old Testament phrase. And even that, that word um, counted, believed God and is counted as him righteousness, that's, that, that's an accounting word, like a credit. You know, I, I deposit you know, X amount of dollars now into my account, I have that money. or I worked this wage, so that's what I earned. It's an accounting phrase, like a mathematical process. And so when it says that it was counted as righteous because he believed, not because of this or what he did, but because he believed. And, And Paul's emphasizing this. He keeps going in verse seven here. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham, and the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. I thought it was interesting here, the the um, Paul used, saying the term, you'll notice there that uh uh, and, and, the, the, and the scripture for seeing that God justified the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand. So Paul's saying the gospel was preached even before Jesus was, was born of Mary, the even before Jesus was preached, the gospel was there because and, and he talks about that interaction with Abraham. He talk, he talk to Abraham you'll be blessed. From many nations and and him acting on that faith, the gospel, the good news of Jesus came through Abraham. Already in the Old Testament. He appeals over and over five, I think five times references the Old Testament. So he's speaking to a people who've adopted Old Testament law into their Christianity and he's using the Old Testament to show them once again, this is how it was fulfilled. This is where the gospel shows up even in even the Old Testament, we see it with Abraham that the gospel was preached through faith because it wasn't, it wasn't good enough for the Galatians just to, just to accept Jesus. They had to keep adding to it. Keep adding to it. Now, let's, let's go on to verse 10. Go 10 to 14. It says this, for, for all who rely on the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather, uh, but, but the law is, is not of faith, but rather the one who does them shall live by faith. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, again another quote: "Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree." So that so that, everyone, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. The law is set up in a way that if we're going to break a law, we break the law. We either keep the law or we don't keep the law. We say the law right here specifically, he's talking about the Old Testament, all those rules, all those, those, those things that are, that, are, that are written out. So he's like, Paul's saying, hey, if you wanna just like take one or two, you have to take them all. And guess what? The, the, the curse of this is that you can't do it. You can't, you can't keep all of the rules. You can't. There's too many of them. That's, that's, that, that's the point is that there needs to be somebody greater than, than yourself in order to fulfill this law and to have this, to be right in front of God, to be justified in front of God. Like There has to be some other way to do it. And that other way was Jesus, is Jesus. He, he's the one. So, so right here, Paul is saying, listen, if you want to adopt some of this law, then you better adopt all of it. But guess what? There's a curse that goes along with this thing. and Not, not, not a curse. like We think like a hex or some you know, sort of Harry Potter stuff, but rather like, hey, if you, if you want to live by the law, the curse is like you gotta, you got to live by the law. And like, you break some of it, you break all of it. That, and, and that is a burden. That, that, that's a burden that we would have to be so good all the time that, that we just couldn't, couldn't ever, we couldn't fail. So, so it is, it, it, it's uh, an impossible standard. We start talking further about kind of the curse that, of, uh, put on, on, um, that he talks about regarding Jesus. Here's what, a, what a, one commenter said this about it, I thought it was great. That when a person was executed in the Old Testament, it usually wasn't by stoning, or sorry, it usually was by stoning, not by crucifixions, by stoning usually. And then the body was hung on a tree as a symbol, as, as a symbol of a divine rejection. In other words, what what their goal was is you know they would kill somebody who who you know was a, um, a, thie- a thief, murderer, you know uh, you know uh, committed a crime, whatever they would they'd stone him, and then as for a spiritual statement, they'd hang them up on a on a tree, and it'd be like no this is the this is the separation between between God um, be, between the, between the divine rejection. In other words, not only are they like you know they're dead here, but like hey, even in the afterlife, they're they're rejected. So that was kind of the common practice. And so Paul then turns that and references, and references that and how the Old Testament even references that. That Jesus then, he, this, the, the commentator goes on to say uh, that Paul draws the connection to Christ, whose, whose um, execution was on a cross made of wood, with a tree, to show that he experienced the curse of divine rejection. There, he freed us, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. By taking it for us, so again, Jesus is the fulfillment of of that law. He over and you know, he's using Old Testament verses that they that they knew the very law they're taking on. That he uses the Old Testament to prove his point and establish establish that you know Jesus fulfilled this. He's the Messiah. He he just will stop adding more things to this. Bottom line is. The two things cannot exist. You cannot have faith, or, uh, grace, or sorry, faith, salvation through faith alone. You can't have that. You can't have that. Jesus accepting Jesus as your savior is the way to get to heaven, and works like I earn my way to heaven through my good righteousness. You can't have the law, and I, so I follow rules. I can be so good versus I, I have been saved through faith. You can't. These two cannot exist. They're at at odds theologically. They're at odds intellectually. They they cannot coexist. And Paul is, is making the point on that today. Now now this seems can't. Or I should say this. It can seem like this is so far away. Like this is so removed. This is such a thing that that is that is you know for them I, this 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 couldn't possibly relate to me in any way, shape, or form. But here's the bottom line, is we fall into the same trap. We, we fall into the same trap. We fall into the trap of, of doing things in order to show how maybe good we are. Well, we get caught up, my faith is in my ability to accept or reject things. My faith is in my ability to, to you know, always do the right thing. And that's where my faith is, is, is doing the right thing, doing the right thing, doing the right thing and saying no to the bad things. And, and, and all the things that, that I'll do are good. Like I should say no to these things, I should say yes to these things. However, that is where my faith ends up landing is on my ability to do those things. And when that happens, we create the slippery slope of what happens if I fail? What happens if I don't reject what I should reject? What if I don't accept what I should accept? What, what if I fail? What's the answer? Well, sometimes we hide it. We pretend like it's not happening. We take a step back. We, we keep people at an arm's length because if you really knew me, you would know that I'm not the good Christian I think you think I am. When the good news is that we're all sinners. So this church, we're just a bunch of sinners that get together to worship God and we just, we, we try to show that we love him, but we fail. So if your faith is gonna be in us, even the pastoral staff, like we're still sinners in need of a savior. Our faith has to be on God and on Jesus Christ alone. Here's, here's one of the first takeaways I wanna, I want the, that I want us to get here is this that our faith is only as strong as the object of that faith. Our faith is only as strong as the object of that faith. Uh, we, we just recently added a, a, a driver. Our first, our oldest now got his license, kind of exciting. Um, and one of the conversations you always have as, as you know, families, I don't know if you've had this conversation or not, where you add a driver, the first question is, okay, we're going to get you a big car because... Because I want you uh, to be safe, right? That—that's the thought. Like, okay, we're going to get you something that like can protect you, and because you know, if if you get them like a little smart car, you know those things that are kind of like somewhere between a golf cart and a and a Geo Metro, like somewhere in that, right? Like 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 those little tiny things. Our faith isn't very strong that could survive a, an accident, or that if you get rear-ended, like you're actually you know having a head-on collision at the same time, because you know it's it's. Our, our, but if I get them a big tank, if I get them, you know, big old, you know, Ford Excursion, if I get, we get them like a, you know, this, just a suburban, just a beast of a car, like, okay, feel safe. feels good. feel like at least they're protected, right? You got to go through a lot of car in order to get my baby. Like, you know, it's like, that's, you know, but now you can't afford to drive one of those. So it's <laughs> just get them a bike and then a helmet and some elbow pads now, but. I, I, I bring this up because it's kind of an obvious an obvious illustration of like yeah so like you know the bigger the bigger the vehicle the heavier the more metal the stronger all that kind of stuff like yeah we okay I, I get that that's that's that uh, uh, that's strong I can have strong faith in that but if I I can have all the faith in the world in this tiny little thing but it's just not designed to to do what I think it's going to do. Which is protect anything, you know? It's it's, it's not that's not what is not a good gas much, and that's it. So if my faith is is placed in safety in this tiny little thing, then it's it's misplaced. And guess what? If our faith is, is on our own ability to do good, and if, if my faith is on my own ability to, to be righteous, like that is that is ill placed faith, and I will fail. And I will fail. I cannot put my faith on my own abilities, that is that is not where it lies. The, 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 the funny thing is we, we enter Christianity if you, if you become a Christian that means you put your faith in Jesus he is, he is your savior you're a sinner in need of a savior and, he, and, and he's the only way you can go you put your faith in him but then when we're, when we're not growing when we're not maybe feel like we're stagnant, maybe if we've been a Christian for a while, and you feel like you're not you're not growing. Um, somehow faith is faith in, in, in Christ to, to grow, us gets thrown out the door and it gets centered on works. It, well, I gotta do this and I gotta do that and I gotta not do this, I gotta not do that. And we get into this like cycle of just kind of thinking, you know, that 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 I have to do more. Which those things may be good things to do or good things not to do, but the point is it's it's in our hearts are in the place of like, I gotta rely on myself. We've now just embraced the law. See, the problem that the Paul's addressing, I heard one, one pastor put it this way, that, that um, the problem isn't law-breaking. It, it's that it was, it was law-relying. See the difference there? That it's not law-breaking, it's that it was law-relying. See, we, can, we, can, we will break the law. In other words, we will We will sin but if i'm if I'm relying on the law to be my salvation, when I sin all of a sudden now my whole paradigm is, is turned upside down. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know what to do because I'm not good enough. I can't do it and so the, the the church in Galatia was dealing with this with this exact same thing i I'm doing this for emphasis, guys that is that, is, that was very hard to create, but I did it at the exact moment it's, there's, a, there's Layers to my depth up here. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) But we 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 are just as vulnerable today as as the church in Galatia was back then. We add things to it. We add we add you know think I'm going to gain righteousness by adding you know more good things or taking away more good things when really everything that I either add or take away should be from an outpouring of my love for God. My life is a reaction. To, to God's love. That's what our worship really is. Jesus addresses this even when he's talking to Peter. Well, you remember the moment in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus gets arrested, and Peter, for one odd reason, reasons, running around with a sword, and he pulls it out to get the uh, get the Romans. And, and, and Jesus is Jesus, like Peter, in twenty six fifty, was Peter. Okay, like put the sword back, and then and then it's like you know, for all who draw the sword, will die by the sword. Or some of you know that if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So we get that phrase. And, and, and Jesus is like, no, no, no. If, if, if you've chosen to live with like the sword as your governor and like this is what you're getting, like, then that, that, that's how you're gonna die. Like, like put it away. Well, with the law, it's the same way. If we choose to live by a set of rules and that's what makes me righteous, that's what makes God love me more is how many things I do for him. Like you're welcome, God, for being a part of your church because I'm super good. Like, like if, we, if we think that, then we're wrong, and, and and guess what? It'll it'll rely on my goodness to get me to heaven, and I can't make it, and you can't make it because we're not good enough. That's that's that becomes evidently clear just as we live life. It, it it's it's. I think of it this way. I remember growing up in in um, uh, in Portland. I used to go to a lot of Blazer games back to the old Memorial Coliseum. It was a great place. You could you could. I remember you could just walk from the from the top all the way down to the court. And I just remember thinking in my fifth grade self. Just thinking, hey, if I wear a Clyde Drexler shirt, then like he'll see it, be like, oh, let's be friends, because <laughs> that's you know kind of sometimes fifth graders, fourth graders uh, think. I don't know, I might have been in high school too, who knows? But I was thinking, <laughs> I remember thinking that. I remember like I had a Clyde the Glide, Clyde the Glide shirt. I remember like before the game, you know, before the game they're the shoot around. You know, you kind of go down by the by the tunnel, and and he was. You know, down when he came back, and I was thinking, he's walking through the tunnel, I was like yelling, waves, like, oh, hey, I'll catch you after the game. And I was like, oh, man, we are friends. And then I, he, I couldn't find him after the game. So we weren't, it's like, it's like, it's such a funny thought when you look back, I'm like, yeah, I totally did that to think. And in my, my mind, I'm like, we're going to be best friends, me and Clyde, because I got a shirt on, you know, I got it, I think I got it used probably, the goodwill, but it's like, like I wouldn't tell him because, you know, he'd be upset. But if, I was like, we're going to be friends because of what I'm putting on. And guess what? as many shirts as we Christians put on, we're not gonna impress God. As many times as we, like, you know, dress up, dress the part, play the part, talk the part, like, it doesn't impress God. It's not going to impress him. It, the, the, what I want you to walk away with this one is this, is that is that, you know, faith in our good deeds fails, but faith in Jesus saves. Faith in our good deeds fails, but faith and Jesus saves. Following Christ means our life is a response to that. It's not, it's not motivated by, we our actions should not be motivated by, I wanna look good, be good, earn my way to heaven. My actions should be as an outpouring of what God has done for me. His love for me motivates me to do these things. So to, today's a little different. Um, worship team's gonna come out no, Word and close, but we're going to unpack the rest of this series. A lot of the living by the Spirit and all the, like the happy, fun stuff, right? That like how we can live. But like today is one of those where where Paul's asking the 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 Galatians to to really do a self reflection here on like what is your motivation? Because you can't adopt this all; they can't coexist. So what I want us to do is take an introspective look and examine our own life and think to ourselves like like if am I trying to earn my way to God? Am I trying to earn my way to heaven? Am I trying to be so good that God will be impressed? And and if I am a Christian already, and I've been trying, I'm not growing, but God's not the problem, right? We are, I am. So what is it in my life? What am I putting my faith in other than God that's stopping that growth? Where is my faith? And I'm telling you, it's hard to to have that introspective look. It's hard for us to look and see where have I gone wrong. So I'm, so I'm, I'm gonna pray for us to have um, a discernment and a, and a clarity about our own selves, that, that God would be able to point out those things that, that I need to be working on and for you, the things that you need to be working on as well. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna close in prayer. Would you stand as we close in prayer and we'll, we'll sing one last song? Lord Jesus, we come before you as a flawed people. Lord, we're sinners. Even the best of us in this room, Lord, we fall short of, of your glory. And God, as 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 Paul makes, makes evident to the Galatians that, that um, they were adding to the gospel of, of grace, and, and that, Lord, we can do the same. Now it may look different, it may may sound different, but Lord, we we have a tendency to add things in to make us look good, to make us sound good, or to make others think that we somehow are maybe better than we are. But God, I ask for Your Holy Spirit to be working on our hearts and our minds to reveal those things that that we need to be working on. God is so hard to look inside, and it's so hard to um, identify in ourselves that. Thing that we need to work on, but God, reveal it. Reveal it in our own hearts, so God, so that we can get rid of that and so we can have our faith in you is what will, it, Lord, it's what saves us and it should be what motivates us to grow as well. And so, God, I, I pray this, this last song would, would be a um, a song of, of praise and, and of worship and is something that, Lord, that we can um, look at as, as a, a prayer to you and as we go from here, God, go with us. Go with us and continue to mold us into the men and the women. Lord, that you would have us be. We ask this in your name. Amen.